So I think for the first time ever, Rob, we've got a Dell laptop at the start of our outline. We have. Well, because it's, it's so unusual. Have you seen it? I have, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to get it in front of me now just to remind myself. Um, I quite like the look of it, actually, but it has got this really odd semi-touch bar type thing, hasn't it? it well, it, the Dell are very careful to not refer to it as a touch bar. It's not a touch bar. It's a capacitive touch function row. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase that then. <laughs> so it's a crap touch bar, an even more crap touch bar. Yeah. Because it doesn't even, doesn't got a display or anything, and it's, yeah, it's capacitive. We were talking about this on the Discord server, weren't we? And I, I can't wait until the moment they add the notch to the, uh, the <laughs> Galaxy Note, <laughs> once Apple's cancelled that as well. So, well, in, fa in fairness, I mean, the historic, D Dell has always been... The, the XPS line has always been a fantastic Windows laptop option. If mm. I'm going to get a Windows laptop, I'd probably get an XPS because yeah. it, they're lovely. Or at least they were. I'm not, I'm not convinced about this new one. Um, but they have at least, they've got, I, they might have done it more recently than this. I'm pretty sure the last revision was practically perfect and it looked amazing with its sort of carbon fiber chassis and, and that sort of stuff. But I know earlier versions, there was always some sort of compromise like the, webcam was in the bottom left-hand corner so it was like it was a up your nose cam oh no nice. remember that uh, no I don't several years the uh the xps webcam was at the bottom of the display which made for a very unflattering angle but i can't remember when it moved to the top but it's, it is certainly in this new one with the with the wacky not not a touch bar uh, the, the the webcam's at the top which is That's nice a step forward isn't it but um yeah, oh, uh, it looks pretty thin as well, doesn't it? I wonder if um, the thing I, I, that struck me with it is the keyboard. I've not read the entire article here. Uh, I'm looking at CNN at the moment, but um, I wonder if surely they won't make the same mistake as Apple with the keyboard. No, so it, it's definitely got butterfly keyboard vibes, hasn't it? Yeah, it just makes me think of that. It, that bothers me a little bit. I'm sure they haven't done that, but the fact they have seemingly gone backwards and implemented a uh, not touch bar uh it just makes me wonder if they've done something stupid with the keyboard as well i mean they're very very square and and large and there's not much space between the keys that's what gives it that butterfly keyboard look yeah. and i i don't know that i like it i think i like to have a bit more space between the keys it's just, it's, it's, it's it looks like a software on-screen keyboard it does. You're right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. So interesting. Yeah, and then the the trackpad's weird as well. There's no sort of defined trackpad area. The whole sort of wrist rest is one continuous clean slate, mm. and in the middle there is an area that will respond to your finger, and it doesn't click. It's got the old, you know the haptic feedback like the MacBooks have had for a decade or so yeah um but i don't know i think i think you need that tactile difference in material because it's you know it's very clear on a on a macbook where the you know the, the glass of the trackpad is and the the rest of the laptop yeah it, there's, there's there's no it's not defined it's got to be I, defined isn't it yeah i don't know how how i'd get on with that no so it's coming in the spring then and it's eleven hundred dollars 
ish. Um, I'm a bit like you. I, I, I really like the look of the XPS. I've never used one. Um, I've been, I've asked Dell several times for one for free, but they haven't sent me one yet. But um, I'll have to get my hands on this, I think, at, at some stage. But yeah, it's again, I quite like, I think, I've said this before, I quite like when brands do this kind of stuff because it's, it's just different. I, I think I like it when they do it when it doesn't really impact me. I'm not really an XP, XPS user, so it's I can watch people either love or hate it from afar. But um, it's just interesting, isn't it? But from the side profile, it looks a little bit like the Surface laptop. Yeah. yeah well, well, that's, tapered. Uh, as we've discussed previously, all all laptops look like MacBook Airs now, don't they? That's they just, do. That's, that's how it is. But yeah, I, it's a very strange move to remove the the function keys after yeah. all of the complaints that people made when Apple did it. Um, it's odd. Very odd. Odd move. But I, I was wondering, I had a thought, I was talking to Andy on the Discord about it, whether or not they... This, had, this has been in the works for a while. Perhaps they were trying to imitate the old-style MacBooks and then they've changed it but obviously you know because of the pandemic and supply and you know the, the, perhaps it, it didn't come to market as soon as they would have liked and now they're like well well we can't scrap it can we we've just got to go <laughs> or roll with it perhaps i don't know but i just i can't understand why you would deliberately design a laptop to look like the apple one that they just fixed before it, they fixed it yeah it doesn't make any sense does it unless like you say it's the chip shortage maybe maybe this has been kind of hanging around for a while and they've just had to release it because it's they've made them all now but it's an odd decision isn't it it does look a, a bit a bit strange yeah um, I'm, I'm i'm sure it will remain you know one of the top tier windows laptops it's up there with your razor blades and yep so forth we shall so, see yeah, but i mean in, on, following on from the sort of when companies do interesting things mm. the the concept parry webcam what is that what's a parry webcam so well pa parry is the is the working title for it but essentially it is uh it's a magnetic webcam that you can uh that, that you know will sit at the top of it, it's got like a magnetic dock that will sit on top of your display so that well first of all if you want privacy you can pick it up you can turn it around so that the lens is facing into the dock so you know, you've got a physical shutter you know lens cap so to speak mm. so yeah when we're not in use you can turn it around and it will magnetically click into place in its in its dock but it's wireless so when you want to use it, you can take it out and you can magnetically place it on the display in the middle so that it's nice. not... Because, you know, a lot... Uh, it can be, and you, you see it on uh, web meetings all, all the time where mm. the, the camera's over... Well, like me at the moment, uh, you're not looking at the camera or it doesn't look like you're looking at the camera a yep. lot of the time. With this, you can place the... Uh, the webcam exactly where it needs to be to make sure that you're perfectly framed okay which is amazing and then they've, they 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 showed off a stand to go with it so you could have a stand on the side of your desk so that you could do some overhead shots perhaps you know if you're drawing a diagram or mm. you know you want there's something that you wanted to show you could just pluck the webcam off the display put it into the stand and then while you're doing your presentation you can show off whatever it is that you wanted to show which is really cool that's yeah. a really nice solution yeah i love the sound of that 
It just reminds me of the iPad, which is a pa- real pain for webcams. I do, I do, do you ever use your iPad Pro for, for Zoom meetings and stuff? No. Because that's got the worst camera placement ever. As soon as you put it into landscape, you're always looking, looks like you're looking miles away from the camera. Um, but this, is yeah, I love this kind of thing. So is this just a separate product? Is it, it, I, I it's a separate it, product. Yeah, it's got nothing okay. to do with the XPS, it's but it's just one, uh, another one of the wacky things that Dell has shown off in, since the year started. Keep doing wacky stuff, Dell, particularly if you're you know, regurgitating old Apple uh, products <laughs> they've cancelled. Um, in in terms of CES 2022, I've not seen any of it, so you're going to have to be my correspondent uh, in terms of what you've you've spotted there. Um, I'm planning on catching up a bit this weekend. So what's what's kind of um, jumped out, apart from a lot, a lot of companies pulling out, obviously, for, for pandemic reasons? Yeah. Uh, it was looking like it was going to be a bit of a disaster because all the mm. big names pulled pulled out. I forget. I should have. I should have pulled up a list, but it's pretty pretty comprehensive. Hang on, CES. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? Where you, I was. I'm surprised it went ahead. I think um, a lot of the people that I follow on Twitter and you know uh, Instagram who are who would have been covering it, none of them have gone. <laughs> so you, you do wonder if you know if the, if the big companies aren't there. If the big uh, tech reporters, et cetera, aren't there, who's why Why bother? Yeah, so it says Amazon, AMD, Google, Intel, Lenovo, Mercedes, Microsoft, <laughs> NVIDIA, OnePlus, Twitter. Just, that, yeah, I mean, the, the who's who of tech, they, they yeah, weren't there. That's basically CES, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just, uh, I guess... The, the companies are still announcing all of this cool stuff that they're up to. So, you know, it, 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 although they weren't physically at the show, the CES mm. is more of a, it's a time of year, isn't it? It's kind of a, it, it's bigger than, than, than the, you know, the, the, the physical the, yeah. location. And also, uh, hopefully, maybe it will give the smaller brands chance to shine through a bit more. There's that as well, isn't there? Which is where yeah. a lot of the really, really wacky stuff comes out, isn't there? Um, so I mean, for for me, the stuff that I've been interested in that's that's come out of CES is how the Apple ecosystem stuff is starting to filter out now. Mm. So there were uh, I saw a couple of devices that had Find My built in, you know, without a an AirTag or or, or it's, just, it's built into the device. So there was a, a backpack from Targus. It's got Find My built in, yes. and also some true wireless earbuds from Belkin that have got Find My built in. I love the idea of that backpack. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably I'd snap that up. I think I've put air tags in all of my bags, and it is genuine. I've, I've joked about yeah, joked about air tags in the past, but it's actually genuinely quite handy. I've used it on a couple of occasions, so to have it built in, that's great. I think we'll, we'll start seeing more of that. I guess, won't we? Yeah, so it's, it's encouraging. And then we've got the, the first ever home key compatible lock from Schlager. Right. So, I mean, so I mean, I've got a, a, what is it? It's a Yale Connexus L1, yep. which has a swipey card like you have on hotel rooms or whatever. But you can't, you can't store that in the wallet. Right. Which would be really nice. That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? So you can with this, I'm guessing. Then, but with you this. can with this. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, as and when. I mean, it, it's uh, it's only a deadbolt. Okay. So it's not like a Euro cylinder like what I've got on my front door. So it'd be no good for me. But I think as as and it'll come. I'm sure a home key compatible 
front door lock. And yeah, when that turns up, I'll probably get one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and also the the home kit secure video. There's a lot more of that coming out. That was very thin on the ground for for a long time. Um, so Belkin's Wemo brand of they showed a home kit secure video compatible video doorbell. I think there's one other Neatap Mo at the moment. Yep. And apparently it's not very good. So yeah, I, mean, so I, I used to have a Ring, but it. Uh, a ring pro in fact but it broke and if anyone's thinking about getting a ring pro don't it's got a it's got a design flaw so the the ring pro video doorbell has uh it's wired so it goes into your existing wiring for your for your doorbell but it's got an internal battery and the reason for that is when you press the button it then sends the power to your buzzer yeah and while that happens obviously it needs to keep running um, but that internal battery dies, oh. and you can't replace it. Um, so it's like a two hundred quid. It's, it's a two hundred quid disposable doorbell. <laughs> so yeah, don't get one of those. Get a, get a battery one. Yeah, that'd be my advice. Um, but in any case, the, yeah, the, I would. I would like. I'm really pleased that there is. There are starting to be more, you know, Apple ecosystem friendly video doorbells. Yeah, this exci- I mean, the, all this stuff excites me because I, I want to get more into HomeKit stuff this year. Um, I've experienced it briefly with some uh, security cameras. Yeah, um, well, it's never been a better time. No, because the, you know all the all of the big boys have got together and come up with a a common protocol. Matter. Yep, it's called. It used to be called Chip, which not imaginative, no. which is a bit silly. I can't remember what it stood. I was so like connected home over ip i think it's but it just chip is silly isn't it no, um so yeah so amazon google apple uh samsung because they had their smart things thing you know you've got ikea philips or, or signifiers they call their sort of smart home stuff now uh, they you know they're all on board and the, the the idea is is that you should be able to buy any smart home device from any vendor and everything should all play nice together which has not historically been the case so, you know, I've been dabbling with smart home stuff for, for years. And, yeah, it's been a real pain trying to get everything to talk to yeah. each other. You know, you've got different plugs and sensors and stuff all from different places. And it's quite difficult to get things to work together. And you have to, you know, I mean, it's doable, but it, it it's, requires more work than mm. most people are prepared to put in. Because, you, you know, you need to have a Raspberry Pi running and then you can better integrate all of that stuff but it should be built it should be our standard now moving forward and it's taken a very long time to get there and it still isn't officially launched it should be official towards the middle of this year yeah but then they keep saying that so we'll see but in any case because they're, they're in principle everyone's on the same page now so the, the future for building a smart home should be much less complicated I think that's what's always put me off, the fact, like you say, you need to kind of concoct your own solution, which for some people, I, I totally understand why they do it. Um, it's just not really me, as you know. Um, so I, I, I like the idea of it being more simple, simpler. And also the, the idea that you can kind of join all this stuff together. And it's got that kind of common, um, you know, thing behind it, that this matter um, yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, so lots of people talking about matter yeah. this year, which is good. That's, uh, so, yeah, keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, we'll see see how that pans out. It also makes me think of one of my favourite with Nell and I quotes. Which um, are you a with Nell and I fan? Uh, v- v- vaguely, I haven't watched it for years. Okay. But 
I won't go into it, but if anyone knows what I'm talking about, if you know, you know, basically. Uh, Matter. Right, anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> uh, Apple was briefly a $3 trillion company, wasn't it? Um, I'm assuming they're not anymore. I've not checked, but has it, has it dipped below $3 trillion? I, well, I don't know. I haven't checked today. But yeah, certainly on the day that it happened, it, it went over and then pulled back a bit. Yeah. But yeah. For for any amount of time, that's still insane. It's ridiculous. Three trillion dollar, the world world's first three trillion dollar company. When I first saw that, I think you posted the. Was it yourself that posted that uh, that graph? Yeah. Um, I remember them being a one trillion company, and I thought that's what they still were. I had no idea it had kind of taken that much of a hockey puck uh, growth. <laughs> it was just ridiculous, um, and all during the pandemic. Really, if you look at the that that growth, it's it took place from I think late 2020 was it i think um or mid 2020 um up to up to you know, where we are now and it's just unbelievable isn't it how, how this thing keeps growing yeah well, well we'll we'll find out on the 27th of january when they announce their earnings so we'll get yeah, that I'll be keeping an eye on that It'll be interesting to see where all that money's you know well, well how much uh, what, what they sold basically yeah. towards the end of the year particularly with all the supply constraints because yeah i mean i would have impulse purchased an iphone 13 pro max if i could have just walked out walked down my road and bought one yeah but i couldn't and i still can't so what, um, do, you, what do you reckon it is what, what's your hunch that is the, the biggest sort of growth element of that um I, well i think in recent recent years it's been services hasn't it mm. so i think they'll continue to be services it's got to be that i think hasn't it because i i don't think they could whilst there was plenty of appetite for the 13s i don't think they could make them and ship them fast enough so i don't think it's going to be that it could have been but i don't think it is for operational reasons fulfillment reasons yeah so and I, yeah, I guess people are really loving the apple silicon machines aren't they but no, I think it'd be services. I think that'd be the biggest year-on-year growth because because of things like the lossless Apple Music for a, a tenner a month, yeah, just undercutting all the competition and all the other cool stuff. I mean, Apple Arcade is really good. The, uh, there are, there's never been a better time to get iCloud Plus with all the benefits that you get from that. Fitness um, Plus, TV well. Plus is, yep. is brilliant as well. So and, and Fitness Plus, of course. <laughs> so yeah, I th- services. That'd be my hunch. Moving on to something completely different uh, and probably only relevant to our UK audience to a degree um, is Sky and the fact that both you and I, I think you've done it already, you can probably correct me if I'm wrong, um, are going to be cancelling our Sky contracts. And for those who don't know, Sky is the kind of UK's main satellite TV network. It's a lot more than that. They do a lot of other things, including broadband and streaming and all sorts of stuff, but that primarily and historically, they've always always been a satellite-based TV company uh, owned by Rupert Murdoch. I don't think he owns it anymore, but... Um, it's Comcast. Comcast, Comcast is it, yeah. Um, and personally, I've just had enough of it. Um, there's two reasons that I'm doing it. One of them is I've just had enough of it. It's ridiculously expensive. I think my contract now is 78 quid a month or something. Um, and they always do this thing with me where they, um, I think like you pointed out, they do tell you there's going to be a price rise in the future, but then obviously you forget about that and you know you miss your reminder to check your Sky contract and suddenly the next time you do check your bill, it's gone up from 78 to 150 quid a month. Um, and for that, I'm not really getting anything that we 
necessarily need directly from Sky because we've got everything else on streaming. My girlfriend watches Home and Away. Basically, our Skybox has become a Home and Away box, <laughs> which is ridiculous because you can get that on catch up anyway. And she's the only person, I think, in the UK who watches Home who, and Away. Who watches Home and Away, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and my sister does as well, I think. No, she doesn't. No, she stopped watching that as well. So, yeah. So, it's, it's just crazy. So, um, there's the cost of it. Um, and the other big point of doing this is that I want to go completely all in on Apple TV. Because um, I, I went from last, about a year ago, telling everyone that Apple should cancel the Apple TV to having it the most favourite thing in my, ha- in my home. So, um, I want to put everything through that box. And the way that I'm going to do it is cancel sky and start using now tv which conversely is owned by sky but it's their streaming only platform um that's my plan but i think you've gone a you've you're a step ahead of me i think aren't you? you've you've already told sky to get stuffed yeah well just because they 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 wound me up you know as, as you know i'm a i'm a, I'm a skin flint i i like to spend the least amount of money possible so <laughs> i frequently check my bill and I, I'm, I'm just i'm one of those really annoying people that will query everything and i will you know i'm not afraid to pick up the phone and speak to a company and say Look, i don't agree with this and get them to sort it out um but i noticed that my bills were going from 57 pounds a month up to 85 or something because you've got a forecast of your next three months bill so i you know i log at the beginning of every month you know, i log in i check all my accounts for the electricity gas whatever god oh, don't get me started on the electricity and gas i i chose a, a nice carbon neutral you know renewable energy independent energy company because i didn't want to deal with one of the big boys your, your edfs and your scottish powers and your centricas and so forth british yep. gas um but that obviously the trouble with small independent companies is they tend to get swallowed up by one of the big boys so i ultimately ended up with british gas and their billing is so uh obfuscated and opaque it's absolutely impossible so what you find with the independent suppliers is it's, it's much easier to work out whether or not you've built been billed the correct amount the my british gas bill is all over the place um so sky every 18 months we do this dance and i've had sky in my living room for as long as i can remember and you just you just every 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 18 months you do the contract renegotiation dance because and you know it happened to to have come around this month so i phoned them up and i said look right you know that's a 40 percent increase or something 50 percent increase (laughs) i'm obviously not gonna do that so they were like oh well we'll see what we can do to get the price down and then they were like well we could get it down to 75 and i'm like well that's still too much so i uh, i would like to leave uh, which you have to do you do that every time because you never get the best offer and then you go through yeah. the cancellations department and then miraculously they can keep your bill the same except it's never the same because you would be you that you get that price in exchange for agreeing to uh, another 18 month term which is fair enough but they're in the terms and conditions they have their annual you know retail price index increase so over that 18 month period you would be subjected to two of those and typically they'll bump the price up by 10 percent each time so even though they were everything was going to continue as normal so i can continue paying what i'm already paying well actually they managed to get it down to a bit less for the next 18 months by the time those two regular price increases kicked in i'd be back up to 75 quid plus a month 
for something that I just haven't got time to use at the moment, particularly because uh, we've got a new baby. Oh yeah, that's for, just for regular listeners. Yes, yeah. Baby turned up on on Christmas Eve as as uh, as expected, right on time. So yeah, so if I sound even more tired and weird than usual, that's why. Yeah, I genuinely didn't think we'd be doing this podcast today, so I'm, I'm immensely impressed that we are. <laughs> yeah. No, we could have deferred it, but I, as I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be any more capable next week. <laughs> That's true. Neither would I, to be fair. So we're, we're <laughs> but you've got a reason not to be capable. Um, yeah. So, so I phoned yeah. up, I phoned up Sky, and I'm always polite with customer service people because you know they're just doing their job, they're reading off their script and whatever. There's no, there's no point in getting grumpy with these people and being being a Karen about it. But uh, I was like, I just. I explained my situation. I just said, look, you know, I've got a newborn. I'm really not watching very much telly. I'm not going to, I'm not likely to be taking advantage of the service. I love it. Sky, SkyQ is fantastic. And I know we've talked about Sky before, but I don't, I think people, we've talked about it as though it's a, you know, a satellite or a cable service, but SkyQ is actually much more than that. It's kind of an ecosystem because you, you've got apps on your phone as well that you can access the service from. So you can be watching something on your TV. You can pause it and then you can pick up whatever you were watching on your TV, whether it was live or streaming or whatever, and you can pick it up on the Sky Go app exactly where you left off. But you can also have that in multiple televisions and it's a DVR with an electronic program guide and you, it can record like 10 simultaneous programs. Mm. Um, and it's got a really cool series link feature. So you just tell it all the programs that you like. And whenever those programs are on, it'll just record them for you automatically. It's got like two terabytes of storage built in or something. It's it's a really tight, I think it's the, it's the gold standard. It's kind of, a, it's a mixture of live TV plus recorded plus um, on-demand content and, you know, streaming content um, all in one box. And you can access your Disney Plus and your Netflix and your Apple TV Plus and a a bunch of other services. So it's really cool, but it's also really expensive Mm -hmm. and it keeps getting more expensive. It's definitely going to get more expensive every year because that's in their contract and history has shown me that they will put it up by, you know, roughly 10% every year. Um, And then when you get to the end of your contract, yeah, they just bump the price up ridiculously so that you get angry and you phone them up and you renegotiate for another 18, 24 months, whatever it is. So I thought I'd got to, as as the path of least resistance, because I'm operating on three hours sleep a night and everything's all a bit fuzzy, I was like, okay, because I've got them, I've got my broadband with them as well. So I would, if I cancelled everything down, I'd have to, well, I could either pay a ludicrous standard rate for the broadband of like £33 a month, which is way too much. Or I'd have to go through the hassle of moving it elsewhere. And I didn't really want to do that. So when they offered me more or less what I was paying for the next 18 months, I was like, okay, well, let's do it. That sounds good. Because that's the path of least resistance. Everything stays the same. Let's do it. Yep. But then they didn't do it. They put it to the the initial amount when I spoke to the first guy. So mm. I don't know whether they were something went wrong. But I, and and when I phoned up to complain, they, I was like, "This is the situation." I phoned up with every. I was going to cancel. I spoke to a nice lady who said, "No, no, no, don't worry. Let's see what we can do for you." Um, you haven't done that, so I'm, I am going to cancel this time. There's nothing that you can do or yep. say to to fix that because I wanted the easiest most hassle-free solution and i've now this has now become more complicated than it would have been if i just 
cancelled at the start. So they were like, okay, fine. So yes, long story short, I've binned off Sky. They're gone. It's gone. Yeah, it's a shame, really, because I'm a bit like you. I've, I've ever since I can remember, I've had Sky in the in the house, um, even as a kid to a degree. And yeah, I think we we both said we were a little bit nervous about not having it. I've definitely got that feeling, hundred percent. And when you just you were describing then what it does, it, it is a powerhouse, hundred percent. It's it's a brilliant, really technically clever set, setup. But it's weirdly, I said this the other day that it's weirdly. Um, archaic at the same time so for whatever reason Sky just makes me think of Amstrad and <laughs> fax machines and early 1990s for some weird reason partly because I've had it for so long you know big dishes attached to your house but then like you say when you look at what it what it can do and the fact it's a mesh network you know all these very smart things um, I forgot to mention that didn't I yeah. Yeah. so if, you, so if you've got it. their other boxes yeah. for, so for each telly in the house you can have a you know a satellite a mini sky box so you've got your main one that you would have in your living room and then you can have these hubs and yeah the whole thing acts as a, ma- a mesh network which is incredible it's very really smart but like you say it's just too expensive and there's all this kind of contractual stuff that goes around it and i don't know i, I just want ease now so i think yeah, it's, just, um, it's too much faff isn't it it's every yeah. other service now we've, i think we've just been spoiled we've been spoiled by the netflix and the um you know apple tv plus where you can just you can subscribe for a month and then you can switch it off if yeah. you if you're you know you're going to be busy that month or you want to you're going to binge watch something on another platform yeah um and it's just you don't have to sit on hold for three hours waiting for someone to to pick up the phone you just log on you press the button and it's done so i mean having said that i mean i know like sky has for you and for me i guess uh, because we've grown up with it because we've you know probably had it since the 90s or whatever the um they are getting cooler so Mm. in recent years they teamed up with uh the French audio company DVLA to make a really cool soundbar that I don't think sold very well, but was technically fantastic. Um, and then last year they introduced Sky Glass, which yep. is the iMac of tellies. Yeah. Except, except I made a couple of errors when we talked about this before, just for the benefit of regular listeners. There are two things that I said. One was I made out that it was a, a lease agreement, but you do actually own the telly at the end of the, the period. Um, and the remote isn't a touch remote it's not like the sky it's only got clicky buttons it hasn't got the swipey business which uh, would, would probably suit you quite well because you, you're not a fan of the touch remote i'm not really. so I just need to correct those errors but the uh, sky glass you can't record on it you can only stream that's weird is it why can't you record on it that's the, that's the whole because thing there's no need because anything I suppose you, it's watch, streaming, you can isn't just it? you can stream it that's however true. because it's streaming directly from sky uh they will pump in ads. And if you want to remove the ads, you've got to pay them another five or a month. So as I was considering, I was, I was considering, I think I've, I've talked about it on here, and it's, you know, when they put my bill up, mm. and, I, and I, I was having the discussions about getting it down, it's like, well, hang on, let's have a look at Sky Glass. So if I'm going to be paying 65, 70 quid a month, I might as well get telly out of it. <laughs> and yeah, you know, I, I could have switched to Sky Glass; it would have worked out roughly the same. But um, yeah, that the, the having to pay to skip ads thing—that really kind of killed it for me. I think. Yeah, although that does bring Sky into more of a, a, a relevant product for for now. When you when you consider most people who watch YouTube are used to seeing ads, and um, yeah, most stuff that is streamed these days has some form of ads built into it. So. 
and to get rid of them, you know, you either sign, sign up to a premium service that gets rid of ads. So it kind of makes it a bit more modern in yeah, a way. They're already charging you 30 quid a month for the service and then another 20 quid a month for the telly. And True. then and now they want another five pounds. And I think that, that sort of standard definition, if you want 4K, right. you've got to pay more again. And it just starts getting very, very expensive. So, yeah. So going all streaming all the time is all well and good. And if you want any of the, the Sky content, then, yeah, you can get Now TV. Mm. But it's, as standard, it's 720p. Yeah, and you pay for this boost thing, don't you? Which is only an extra five quid a month, but that gets you 1080, doesn't it? And uh, Dolby Surround. Yeah, so Mrs. Rob struggles with dialogue. I just uh, There's nothing wrong with her hearing in every other respect, but for some reason she really finds it difficult to discern dialogue within scenes where there's mm. other stuff going on so having the surround sounds really important for us because i mean i've i've cranked up the center channel on our <laughs> av system by like 10 decibels so that you can hear the dialogue <laughs> i mean yeah not for the same reason but yeah i'd, I'd, I'd it's just a no-brainer for me to go with that boost thing but um but everything else is so much cheaper isn't it i think you know you've listed here cinema entertainment 10 quid a month sports from 10 quid it's um yeah obviously you lose a lot of the sky stuff but as we've just said it doesn't really matter these days i don't need to record 10 things at once there's only two of us in the house and like i mentioned before the only thing we record is home and away don't need don't need to record that 10 times in one go trust me um so i think we'll need we'll need to report back on this won't we because uh, I've, I've not cancelled sky yet I, i've got to do it i think next month um due to the contract and stuff so once i've done that it's it's kind of all in and I, i'm really looking forward to just having the apple tv um, and also it forces my girlfriend to use it because even though I told her last year we have to just use Apple TV for Disney Plus and Netflix I always find her using it through Sky because again she's just pre-programmed to do that because she's always had, always had Sky herself her entire life so it oh, really... I have to say the, the experience although it's convenient on the Sky Q box to, to, you, to watch your other services the, the quality of the apps on the Apple TV is much better I think totally agree although yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't tried I've, I haven't tried the Now TV one but I've, I've only heard bad things about it so yeah. particularly Doc Imedi so he's been he's been using it for a long time and he says it's pretty bad so you, you can't scrub for example it's got sort of on screen forward and back controls which you have to use and that sounds horrible it crashes and stuff so yeah we'll see we but for make- everything else yeah, it's probably fine. I think well, I probably the, we watch mostly stuff on Netflix. I think that's pretty common, isn't it? It's yeah, mostly Netflix, and with you know the occasional binge session on Disney Plus or Apple TV Plus. Yeah, same as us really. So, well, yeah, we'll have to report back, won't we, and see how we get on in a, in a couple of months' time. But um, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this is this is not an uncommon thing to do in other places in the world. Apparently, it's very common in the states. Yeah, we were talking to Justin, and he was like, "What do, do people still have cable?" Yeah, I'm sure our, our American audience will be thinking the same thing. You know, what, what's what's the big fuss all about? But um, we are quite unique like that in the UK, aren't we, with our our Sky kind of devotion to Sky? But um, maybe it's, oh, maybe it's coming to Virgin Media as well. Virgin, that's a good point as well. Yeah, other other services are out there. Um, I'm going to skip forward slightly, Rob, just to because uh, we didn't do this in the in the last podcast for whatever reason, but because uh, I think we just ran out of time, really. But um, just to look back briefly at 2021, because it was a bit of a crazy year for this podcast and for the channel and everything. But um, for, oddly enough, I hit 50,000 subscribers yesterday, uh, yesterday, evening, which was quite funny because it, it kind of clicked over to 50,000. I thought, oh, great, I'll um, 
pour myself a little whiskey and celebrate and did that. Checked it again and it had gone down to 49999 I thought, <laughs> I can't have that drink until it goes back up to 50 <laughs> um, But yeah, crazy. Five times growth in, in a year. I still don't really know how that's happened. Five million views nearly as well. Has it not hit five million yet? Not yet. I think it's it very close. I think you're only like 200,000 views off, which which you can do in one one iPhone video. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I'll do a, a iPhone 13 <laughs> mini four months oh. later review and uh, yeah. away we go. <laughs> but it was a it was a, a crazy year, really. Um, I didn't realise I'd made 140 videos. That's that's a bit bonkers. Well, that was uh, whenever I whenever I did this. So you've done quite a few, a few more since yeah. I, I I captured these stats before Christmas. So you've done three or four since. Definitely. But yeah, there's a lot of videos. You've done a lot of videos. You've got a lot of subscribers. There's a lot of views. A lot for, of content, isn't it? For a channel that started, what's it, August 2020. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it proves that if I can do this, anyone can do it, really. I think I've, I've, I've kind of heard from a lot of people who've got in touch with me, particularly through Medium, because I've been writing some stuff, um, yeah, kind of, youtube tips and things on there um a lot of people who are looking to do the same sort of thing and it's the same it's the same thing that i had which was i haven't got the time for it no one's going to watch what i'm doing um all this sort of stuff and trust me if i can do it um and i was pretty time poor really um anyone can do it so if you're thinking about it give it a go it's it's so much fun i've, I've had the best time ever doing this um what else we got here? Oh, you mentioned the camera, yeah, the FX3. That's been, that camera has been fantastic. That's the best thing I've invested in, I think, um, if, in terms of the the overall look and feel of the of the channel. Um, I'd love using that thing. Um, oh, and talking of cameras, uh, I, I, I've not mentioned this on the on the podcast, but I know that um, you're aware of it, and so people who follow me on Instagram will be as well. That I smashed my um, or dropped my uh, 5D Mark III just before Christmas. I was having a really good day, and then I did this. I still don't know how I did it. it. It was basically perched on a tripod, completely you know, static tripod, and I just whacked it off for absolutely no reason at all. It flying off the off the stand um, and hit the ground lens first. So it kind of hit the ground Canon 2470 2.8L lens first. It's quite an old lens. I've had it for quite a few years, but it's I use it for everything. I use it for B-roll and photography and everything and i love it and it's um i didn't think it had broken it i thought all it had done was smash the filter on the front of it the uv filter no it's worse than that um i tried to use it for the first time yesterday and the zoom ring is just just doesn't work anymore will not zoom in and out so something that's gone horribly wrong inside and um that's my first because you see a lot, a lot of this kind of thing on, on youtube channels where people break things all the time like casey neistat's always like throwing cameras downstairs and stuff and I've been quite lucky that I haven't, I shouldn't say this, but touch wood, I haven't significantly broken anything until then. But that, yeah, that's my first gear disaster, which is all a bit sad, really. Yeah, that is, that is unfortunate. The camera itself is all right, is it? That seems to be fine. That's a tank, though, the 5D. I think you could run it over with the tank and it would be all right. But um, I'm surprised that lens didn't survive the fall, actually, because, again, it's, a, it's an L lens, which are really well built, but, yeah, it obviously hit the, hit the wrong... The wrong part of it is it fell. I'm not just saying this because you're on the call, but I think the biggest success has been that Discord server, as far as I'm concerned. Partly because that is the thing that I kind of expected the least to have any kind of, um, I suppose, traction. I, I kicked it in, into gear about a year ago and just let it let everyone in. <laughs> Anyone who wanted to join could join it. Um, and that strategy worked quite well. 
Um, but I didn't think it would turn into the community that it's turned into. And as I've always said, it's not that's not really down. It's definitely not down to me at all. It's down to everyone who's on there, including yourself. And um, in terms of building a community around this, that's the kind of epitome of that. And um, anyone who's on there, I know most of them listen to this podcast, know that it's just a, a real a real fun place to be. Um, so yeah, that's weirdly that's probably been one of the biggest successes I think of this. Yeah, no, I mean, you are, you seem you seem to attract nice people not not always if you look at some of the comments but um yeah typically well no but the ones that you know actually jump through the hoops necessary to get into the discord server um i can't think of anyone i don't like on there which is a worry because that means that the most dislikable person on there is me <laughs> well when you joined the, the server your, your name was evil rob wasn't it so, so I, I need to explain that don't i go on go for it um, it's simply so that that's just a nickname that I inherited in my teens, not because I'm evil, but because in my particular circle of friends we had f- like five Robs, and so everyone got a prefix, and you didn't get to decide your prefix, you know, it's Fat Rob and Big Rob, and um, and yeah, when it came to me, they were just uh, we run out of oh, oh evil that'll do, <laughs> so yeah, so I just became evil Rob, and I've been evil Rob for. 25 years i didn't realize that um, was the case but yeah no and then people always oh you're actually quite nice so that's why, I, <laughs> that's why i've changed my name to actually quite nice Rob. <laughs> um the next thing you put here is biggest disappointment the, the one i don't know if it's a disappointment or not but it fascinates me is the um the headphone crew so uh what i mean by that is that in terms of trolls on um on youtube you, you might think that the majority will come from you know, either being Windows or Mac kind of aficionados, that that kind of stuff. But um, you get a few of them, but it's nothing like the people that love their headphones. Uh, and if you say anything bad about a pair of headphones, or if you just, comp- if, you, if for example, I say, I like these Sony headphones more than these Bose headphones, wow, do you find out about it? Um, and I can't quite work out what it is. I, I kind of get the thing with... Um, well, I don't quite get it, but it's been around for a long time. Operating systems, you know, um, Google versus, uh, uh, you know, Apple, Android versus iOS, all that stuff. That's just fabric of, of tech, isn't it? But um, headphones, I don't get it at all. Um, why people are so vehemently um, kind of, yeah, tribal about the headphones they like. It's, it's audio so personal isn't it okay and the thing is everyone's ears are different and so the different 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 ears will appreciate different sound signatures so i mean i know a lot of people that can't stand bang and olison because they find them a bit too toppy so i don't know whether i'm deficient in the high end of my eardrums that i i can tolerate it fine so, yeah. mrs rob can't stand them she's like they're too they're too brash they're too sort of harsh hmm. um so yeah, uh, people do get very attached to their audio equipment. Yeah, it's just how re- how they react to it. You know, someone someone told me I was deaf the other day because I liked the Sony XM4s. Which I don't quite know how that. I works. mean, they're, they're they're not to my taste, but they are amazing headphones. <laughs> yeah, and you can probably appreciate why other people like them. Yeah, <laughs> very odd. So that's my biggest disappointment. Just no, the fact really that headphones good for like, like EDM. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, which I listen to a lot of actually. That's probably why I like them. I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah okay well uh, yeah so big big year anyway let's let's kind of round it off for that and and the podcast as well has just done 
amazingly, I think. It's, um, I think uh, to date, was it 11,000 downloads? That seems to ring a bell, that number. Yeah, well, we can have a look. Yeah. Um, it's around that. It might be pushing 12 now, I think. It must be by now, I would have thought. And it's a really nice spread across. It is. Yeah. 12. 12K. 12,000 hours. So thank you. Thank you for listening. No, thank you so you much. It's just us sitting here rambling on. There's not even a proper intro or outro apart from a bit of music. And um, people seem to like it, don't they? Well, we think they like it. We don't get many reviews, actually, do we? And the other thing about this podcast, it goes all over the place. And it's about to do that now because the next thing on the list is the fact that Games Master is back. Again, something for our UK audience. Yeah, I can't remember why Games Master came up in conversation. We were talking, as we often do, we went down a rabbit hole of talking about sort of early 90s, late 80s kids' TV programmes for some reason. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that that weird VR show with Craig Charles. And then, yeah, so Games Master came up in conversation. Interestingly, Games Master, for one series, was presented by Dexter Fletcher. It who's was now quite a big director. I think he directed Rocket Man. He did, yeah. And he was in um this is a good one for you. He was in Press Gang. Do you remember that? I do remember Press Gang. He was also in Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. He was. But yeah, you're right. He's a big big time director now, isn't he? Um which is amazing. I I'd, I'd forgotten he did Games Master, but I remember He did it remember for one him. one series. It was the first series was Dominic Dominic Diamond and then there was some controversy. I forget what because he was a he was a spiky character, wasn't he? Dominic Diamond. And then, yeah, he was replaced with uh, with Dexter Fletcher, formerly of Press Gang fame, who then went on to bigger things. And then I think Dominic Diamond came back. But anyway, Games Master was brilliant. Yeah. My dad, incidentally, my dad um, spent uh, some time in the... It sounds a bit weird. I should rephrase this. He um, shared the back of a taxi with Dominic Diamond. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's, that's a cool claim to fame. Whatever happened to Dominic Diamond? I have no he's idea. Still around. I hope he's still alive. I have to check. I won't check that now, just in case he's he's not here anymore. They make this quite a sad episode. Um, let's assume he is. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked him. I think it was great. But in any case, I saw a trailer for on Channel Four saying that Games Master was back in some form. I, I haven't done any research on it. I just mm. know that it it was around. It's back. Absolutely. On the TV theme, you've mentioned Ted Lasso here as well. This is kind of more of a wrap up of last year still. Um, <laughs> and yeah. So do my the question is do my parents understand the birthday present that you gave me last year? <laughs> they do. That's the, the good news is um, at the time I don't think they'd watched it, had they? They hadn't. No, or well, they just started watching it. I think, um, but uh, yeah. So I don't, have we mentioned this on the podcast that that you gave me a a rather interesting present? Um, so I, I always what's what's her name in Ted Lasso? I keep forgetting her name. Her name May May. So, uh, yeah, Rob got me, a for my birthday last year, a message from, from May, or Pat Butcher, as she's otherwise known, um, from Ted Lasso. <laughs> so, well, Annette Badland is the actress's name. Who's really posh, isn't she? When She did this amazing thing where she, she kind of obviously did, kind of started the, the message in, in May, yeah, kind of May uh, voice, etc., and then went into her, her natural own voice, and she's a very posh lady. And um, that was like one of those moments that knocks you off your, off your socks. But... Um, she, yeah, that, I think mum and dad do get that now, and they they love Ted Lasso. I think like everyone does. That that is one of my um, highlights of last year. I think given that the world has been quite a challenging place, uh, as, we, as we know recently, that was just this kind of utter joy, wasn't it? This everything about it was just wonderful. I thought we need more yeah, of it. I absolutely loved it. Absolutely, I I had ignored it completely. 
until everyone on the Discord was like, oh, you got to watch Ted Lasso. I was like, fine, okay. And then, yeah, loved it. Just very quickly, we've got here about everything being delayed still. So um, you still can't get a, thir- a, a iPhone 13 Pro Max. You mentioned this earlier, didn't well, you? Not, not, not easily. Well, actually, I, I, haven't, I haven't checked today. It might be better now. But uh, certainly up, up until Christmas, they're still very thin on the ground. Because, yeah, I, I, me being me, I probably would have impulse purchased an iPhone 13 Pro Max by now if I could have, but I haven't been able to, so I haven't. Um, but the, the thing is, the thing I'm saddest about is uh, the play date yes. got pushed back. They received the first batch. They had some battery issues, and we're not going to see those until the second half of 2022. That's really sad, isn't it? Because I, I, I got in, somehow managed to get in for the, the review unit round, and... Um They've gone very quiet. They, they were sending a few e- emails out towards the end of the year and then gone. <laughs> Nothing since then. And uh, yeah, I don't know when we're going to see it. Maybe maybe later this year, possibly. Who knows? But that, I was really looking forward to getting my hands on that. Yeah, it's a really, really fun, fun little thing. And then I, I, I pre-ordered uh, Steam Deck. Yep. And that has also been pushed back, so I'm not probably not going to see that this side of summer either. Well, I've got an Xbox mini fridge coming this month. Have you really? Yeah. I didn't realise you bought that. Oh, wow. Who wouldn't want a mini fridge that looks like an Xbox? I think me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I, so what, what kind of sparked that purchase? What was the reason for that? I don't know. I just want the, 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 the fact. That I think I was sad. That came out of the fact that I was sad that my play date and my Steam Deck had been pushed back till the middle of the year and I just wanted wanted a new toy in the meantime. So I thought, well, I'm going to get a Xbox mini fridge. Bear in mind that I'm going to be converting my garage, so that would probably actually actually be quite useful. That's true. That's a very good point. What? So sell me an Xbox mini fridge. Why, why would I... I still don't get why I'd, I'd ever need one of these. It's just a, just a mini fridge. It's just a fridge, so, isn't it? Well, it's just a, yeah, it's a fridge, but just you know, well, if you if you, you know, wanted to keep your beverages cool, then uh, yeah, well, you could have one in your in your office. You? Well, I was going to say actually, I'll, I'll wait to see what yours looks like. But um, I, so at the moment, the only fridge that I have in here is one of those Coca Cola fridges that you normally see at the back of um, kind of bars in Spain that have got like a few cans well, it's of. It's essentially one of those, but it just looks like an Xbox. That's exactly what it is. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, well. Okay, I'll I'll remain unconvinced until I've seen yours in that case. But I, I do have it in mind yeah, to replace you have one. one. How can you be? You have one that you use, so you know what <laughs> what they're good for. It's just mine. Instead of having Coca Cola on it, it looks like an Xbox. That's how fine. much? How much was it? it was like Eighty quid or something. That's not too bad. See that this this Coca Cola one was free, so oh. I couldn't. Yeah, it's looking a bit sad at the minute though. It, it's got. I think in it. This doesn't speak well for me. It, I promise I don't sit here drinking all day. But it's got. I think a little pint of milk in there and about six cans of brew dog. That's it. So um, that's, yeah, all around to my studio. But um, okay, well, maybe I'll be convinced then. Maybe I should invest in one. Who knows? Well, it'd be a good prop. It would, to be fair. For your, for your background. Absolutely. Talking of props, actually, um, I have on display, I know this, is, this isn't exactly podcast friendly, but I do have on display your, the, the other present that you got me, the, the moving in present you got me for the, um, for the studio. I think it's worth mentioning these because a lot of people have, have spotted them on, the, um, on a couple of videos and they're, they're asking where they're from. And have they? They have, yeah. So Nice. So they're from a company called Throwboy that make uh, Apple and Mac themed 
stuff like cushions and t-shirts and mouse mats and all that sort of stuff but they're they're just really nice they're just a small independent quirky company and I, i'm all about that so um yeah they've been around so you've got uh what have you got a spinning beach ball of spinning death and a ball. finder yep. logo yeah they're very um, um, soft as well feel very nice yeah i was i was i mean i i, I saw them obviously before i so i had them shipped here and then i forwarded them on to you so i saw them and i was uh quite tempted to keep them actually because they're, they're really nice <laughs> so i nearly didn't see them <laughs> but um yeah no they, they look great it's really yeah it's, it's nice to see them uh, they got, i think they got their first their, their first appearance on a main video they've, they've cropped up on newsletters and stuff for a, for a few they have yeah and it's a bit of a um, patreon yeah and it's also a soft furnishing which i think you pointed out it's, it's been it's all very kind of stark in here uh, but this is added to that helps with sound deadening as well Wow, that's tenuous, isn't it? But yeah, no, it was more more just to break up the the. It was all a bit squarey. Everything was a bit yeah, wooden and IKEA. Firm and, yeah, it was all IKEA-y. So yeah, I just thought uh, thought that would look nice. But yeah, if you, if you haven't heard of Throwboy before, go and check them out. They do some really cool stuff. Yeah, we'll put a link in the in the show notes. Definitely. I think that brings us to the end of our our show today, Rob. And um, I'm kind of conscious that you probably need to get some sleep, or well. That's that's just a dream, isn't it? If <laughs> excuse yeah. the pun. Yeah, well, fortunately, I'm not back to work until the twenty fourth. Nice. So there'll be there'll be some opportunity to catch up on on the sleep. Yeah, no, I've, I'm operating on about three hours sleep on average. In fact, I, I, in fact, I know, I know, that's not even like a like a, you know a guess or a, a, an exaggeration because I wear my Apple Watch at night. Of course. Yeah. So, so it tells you in the health app, and yeah, my average over the last seven days is three and a half hours. Wow. Well, we somehow got through this. So hopefully um, that's been a nice distraction for you. Yeah. Before no, we get we, back we to baby duties. Much better than I was expecting. I was really... <laughs> it could have gone either way, but it's worked out all right. It has indeed. And uh, we've got still got a massive outline here, but I think as we said before the show, next next time we will go through our kind of wrap-up of 2020, 2021's tech setups for both of us and then what we have planned for 2022, because that's really interesting, I think. Um, we've both done quite a lot to our our, d- our desks and what's on them at the moment. So, um, yeah, we'll go through that next time. In the meantime, I'm going to go and have a little nap on my spinning <laughs> beach ball of death. <laughs> Cheers, Rob. See ya. <laughs>